Good news, everybody. You're Pexin with the Legends. We are your hosts from the gamer editing team. Uh, my name is Eric, and this week uh, I'm here to announce that this is now a Destiny 2 podcast. I didn't tell you guys. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just, snap. I'm just kidding. Are we going to cover three years of Destiny 2 content? Yeah, we're going to start at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Whitney. You can call me Lumbago because I am your bae. Uh, before apexing else, I don't know. That doesn't work. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. We're rolling with it. I'm Finn, P H I N, otherwise known as Andrew. Uh, yeah, and I'm still uh, picking Wraith and leaving games before we even hit the ground. <laughs> uh, this is week five of season five. We have our fourth. Uh, hunt available uh we also want to talk about some leaks about what the rest of the season is going to look like we haven't talked about leaks on the show before so i just want to give a little bit of a spoiler warning and also just say like we will be talking about leaks there isn't anything uh that we there isn't any topics that we're going to avoid unless it's extremely dubious when it comes to like data mining and stuff we're always gonna bring it up so just uh, just be warned, we're still going to talk about uh, the hunts and the story stuff, and we definitely won't leak that kind of stuff when it comes out, like story stuff. But when it comes to like new content and stuff, I think that's something we definitely want to we definitely want to talk about, right? Hundred percent. So uh, what we have discovered this week through our data mine community is that the bunkers on Kings Canyon will be opening up. Yeah, so, they better. But yeah, you know, like a Chekhov's gun. Like if you put it in there in Act One, you have to open it up by or use it by Act Three. Right. right? <laughs> yeah, of course. So when Season Five started, uh, a number of bunkers across Kings Canyon appeared. One of them is accessible uh, in kind of a weird way. If the if the um, if the dropship flies at a certain direction, you can you can soar underneath uh, the Broken Coast and fly into the bunker. Then there's a button and you can zip line back out of the bunker. And if you're down there, there's always a guaranteed gold knockdown and I think a purple armor always. Um, so we also have a whole bunch of different bunkers spread across the map. And the data mine suggests that four of them are going to get opened. Uh, and the way it's going to work, the, the phrasing of it was that it is a one week opening. There's a start of the open and an end of the open for four uh, for four of these. So it's going to take five weeks for them to open. The way I interpreted that was that we would be opening them in the hunt. You would have a week to play that, that for everybody to play the hunt and open it narratively. And then in the following week, whichever bunker we opened in the hunt would be open in the game. I think that's not how it's explained in the data mine, but that's how it makes sense to me. Yeah. Does that seem likely? That, that to me seems intuitive. I, I would like for them to, I, but maybe I'm just a fanboy who who wants like the hunt content to play into what happens on the map. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me temporary. too. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I I would love a strong narrative connection between the hunts and the actual game. Um. So the way that I suspect it will work, and I think this makes the most sense, is that starting with next week's hunt, we will be going into one of the bunkers, and then the week after that. It, that bunker will open in King's Canyon. Meanwhile, the next hunt will start and we'll open the next bunker and it'll go like that from mid-June until uh, mid-July until we've got four bunkers opened. 
I'm hoping they'll have Easter eggs in them too. Like, you know, they've been teasing those Easter eggs. Like there's like the Wraith line of dialogue you can get in labs. And um, uh, I, uh, like, I think that they ran a Loba Easter egg, like where everything was already stolen from the vault. Mm. Um, I would love to see like a little tease like that. I think that would be super cool. So, you I, know, if they haven't done it already, they need to write it in now because I said so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if this is part of the data mines or not, but um, it's, I guess, it's either assumed or it was actually said in the data mines that there are uh, vaults just like in World's Edge in the bunkers and that we'll need keys just like World's Edge to access them. Um uh-huh. I did want to like point out that like a through line of this seems to be like the sort of underground theme because first we have, you know, us going into um, like everything is a dig. They're looking underground um, in the quest missions, right? Um, And then there's also like when we saw what happened to Skulltown, it basically was to, you know, crack the land and then there's this big bunker underground and it just fell into the water because all the scary robots were coming to take over the planet or something. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. But um, so I kind of like like the idea that they're rolling with this underground theme. And I wonder if that even presents more opportunities or questions. Like, is there going to be an entire map that ends up being underground at some point? Right. Hmm. That would be crazy. That would be really crazy. <laughs> um, I think, I think it's essential that the vaults end up on King's Canyon because it's part of Loba's kit in the, in the same way that lifeline part of lifelines Mm -hmm. kit is getting to open the extra shelves on the containers, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to steal from the vault is part of Loba's kit. So in a weird way, she Loba sort of gets nerfed on King's Canyon. That's a really good and interesting point. Actually, I hadn't even thought of that, of that, but yeah, that definitely makes sense from a balance standpoint. Yeah, yeah. So from, you know, I I realize that Loba isn't played competitive and things aren't necessarily always designed with competitive in mind, but Loba is not the same character on the two maps. And I think Mm -hmm. that I think the rest of the characters essentially are. Well, and there's certain areas of the map where stuff is kind of hidden away that you can't get to it in King's Canyon already. Um, The good example is that bunker that you can fly into. Like, I've definitely, because Loba, you can still use her ult above ground and it'll grab that. So I've definitely been like, somebody's been pinging a skull piercer and I was like, well, I guess I'll just drop this over by the bunker and see if it'll pick it up. And it Mm. did. Mm -hmm. That person was psyched. And then we won 100 (laughs) games. No, I'm just (laughs) So Big facts. (laughs) so supposing that the vaults work the same way that they do on world's edge i wanted to ask you guys how 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 will they handle vault keys because on world's edge there are fixed places where you know you can go to get a key right you can always get one on mirage's ship Mm -hmm. uh are there other static locations where there's keys off the top of my head that's the only one i i can think of i i just know there's that one in the disco ball yeah mirage ship but and then the rest of the drones can potentially drop them. Right. And that S- is fairly randomized. Right. So there are no drones in Kings Canyon. We have loot ticks, mm-hmm. but but loot ticks are this may just be my perception, but loot ticks are rarer than than the drones are in World's Edge. It seems it to me like there's fewer. Sure. Or they're certainly not as exposed if they are. So they're harder yeah. to find. Yeah. Yeah, 
uh, there's also flyers on Kings Canyon, so that yes, there's they could pack them in there because I I feel like I find more flyers for sure than the ticks, but that's probably because flyers are always screeching, and I'm like, yeah, oh, let me just shoot that creature in the face and get get its stuff. Right. So, so that that's an interesting point because the flyers expose their items. the The box has a color that matches the rarity. So if a flyer had a vault key, they would have a red box. Mm-hmm. And so you would be able to tell that there was a vault key there, which right. is something that you don't have on on World's Edge. You don't you don't ever know, except for Mirage. No, you do. Shit. Oh, no, you, do? You, you do. Yeah, there's a red glow you can see coming out of the uh, the the little cargo bot's ball. Oh, so you can okay. Tell if there's a, but it, it's pretty subtle. Okay. So like a red box would de- definitely be a bigger giveaway. But yeah. at the same time, like usually if you know to look for the red light, you can you could tell even from a distance. Right on. Okay, I didn't realize that. That's cool. I think it would, I mean, it wouldn't make any sense, but it would be cool if the flyers that had the vault key were the, like, ghost ones from the hunt. That actually would be awesome. (laughs) I just like the, yeah. I just want to see them, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, and then I guess the other question is, should there be a permanent spot like Mirage's ship where you know you can get a vault key, and where would that be? Ooh. Where would... I'm, I'm trying to think of a spot that's not frequent enough, but it's a crime that it's not frequent enough. Like behind a waterfall near slums. That's such a cool oh, area, yeah, but there's not a lot of incentive to go over there. Yeah. So that would be kind of cool. It's very out of the way. What about this? What if the center of pit always had a key? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Those fights would be nutty er than they already are. That could be yeah. interesting. Cause a lot of players already, I mean, pits kind of a variable, but oftentimes it wouldn't be surprising, you know, if three teams decided to go because that center of pit has that high probability for purple armor. Right. And also, like, that's a really challenging spot in a lot of ways because it's very heavily RNG-based. And also, you can't really get away that easily like the other ones. Everybody has to land in that vicinity. So if you don't it's get like a, a gladiator away, you're like bait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So there are some fixed... Uh, some fixed gear on King's Canyon. There's uh, Octane Takeover always has a purple armor. Well, no, actually, sometimes it can be it can be a gold weapon or something in the middle ring, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a purple backpack. So it's got it's it's got a <laughs> number of options, but it's always something good. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Sort of like uh, how Bloodhounds th- uh, thing in World's Edge. You know that there's like purples and golds in there. But it's not yeah. necessarily always the same thing. Yeah, that's interesting. It's it's th- we're expecting some kind of parity between the two maps for the way vaults work, but it's gonna have to have its own Kings Canyon style to it. Mm-hmm. They can't do it the exact same way. Um, well, yeah, I'm I'm expecting something new for sure. It would be it would surprise me if it was like sort of a a try, you know, like a copy paste just over to Kings Canyon. It would well, be weird. Then- yeah, and that also kind of made me think of like Blood Bloodhound too, because Bloodhound can see the um, the flyers in their altered state, right? Um, if you've ever done done the Beast of the Hunt, you can see the flyers basically everywhere. It's almost overwhelming because I always think they're people. <laughs> I'm like, how do they get up there? Oh, wait a minute. Um, but uh, but you know, really, it, it took until later in season why World's Edge season three, so like later in three season four, right, when they did the Bloodhound area where you could presumably use the Bloodhound ult in the sort of, like, the town takeover area that they had that they created. Um, by the way, that's also a place, 
in World's Edge where they have like a consistent high tier stuff. You have to work for it, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's really interesting that you're saying, okay, maybe the vaults are going to work similarly, but it's going to be slightly different somehow. Because that's, like you said, is like a bonus for Bloodhound because they can see that in their altered state. They can mm. also see the other uh, the beasts, although those beasts don't carry boxes. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just a design choice too, because theoretically you would see anything that's heat or moving or mm -hmm. blood or life or whatever. And so they have to be consistent there. I don't know if you see the um, Leviathans though in Bloodhound's altered state. I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah, I don't think so. You're saying like they don't they don't glow or anything? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. No. No, I don't think they did. Yeah, that would be overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, very distracting. <laughs> they just feel like bright red, like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's also hope... worth... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I completely off topic, but in the vaults, I want a Nessie doll. I want no, more yeah. yeah. Nessie stuff because when the Nessie, when you could see that thing outside of, uh, I think, Swamp, it's kind of weird, but weird in a good way. I yeah. want another one of those things to appear. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the vaults better be my ticket to that. <laughs> when now we're totally off topic, but when uh, during the Bloodhound event, wasn't there a way that you could get a trinket in game? You could go find it some. I seem to remember at one point there was like you could during an event, you could go find a box in the game that had a trinket in it. That was when Forge died. They they had a memorial oh, for right. Actually, very cool. You could loot his death death box and get like a special emblem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like the yeah. TV set. Yeah. I yeah I remember that one for sure. I yeah. don't know about Bloodhound, but I may have just missed it. Okay. Yeah. It was the Forge one I was thinking of. Yeah. So so that would be cool if there was trinkets to find if you make your way to all four of these vaults. I think it's also worth mentioning. I was going to say before that. There are way more vaults than four, but they're only going to open four, which I think is consistent mm -hmm. with the idea that each one... Oh, I'm sorry, I meant bunker. There's way more bunkers than four, but they're only going to open four. So I think that's consistent with the idea that there's going to be a vault in each one. Mm -hmm. How many vaults are in World's Edge? That would be a good thing to count. Well, in <laughs> World's know. Edge, there's only the three. There's, there's three. The train yard. There's oh, the oh, yeah, sort sorry. Of on the, um east side of the map and there's one that's like on um i want to say like where is that last one i can like see it in my brain but it's like yeah south, southern southern area. i wasn't sure if there was three or four but um okay on so World's edge yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah you there's three there's one above geyser one sort of in the middle between harvester and like uh you know like drill essentially and then there's one yeah, towards the bottom near lava city in those right. caves right so those are the three. Um, so, so, but we'll likely have four now on Kings Canyon. On Kings Canyon, yeah. Yeah, but maybe they'll just be be spread out more because we know that they're. I don't know which ones are going to open, obviously, but mm -hmm. uh, there's one in the very corner of slums. So, like the the very corner of the the map. Yeah. Um, and then there is one next to the one that's actually open in the opposite corner of the map. Um, mm -hmm. Down by salvage. So I I know I can't picture where all of them are, but I know that they are very spread out. So if they, yeah. it could even be just all four corners, maybe I don't know. There's a bunch too. I, like I know there's some in the the forestry, I guess, between um, artillery and towards cage. You know, there's there's at least one. There's but... is only slightly related, but there is one 
that also has a supply bin outside of it that is completely empty every mm-hmm. single time. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We have to figure out what they're doing. Why is that an empty supply bin? What is I happening used, there? I used to think it was coincidental and that Lobo was looting stuff out of it. And then I realized it's always empty. And now I wish they would just commit to that. And when you open it, it just plays the You Got Jebated song. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is a confirmed bug. I can't <laughs> I can't say that for sure, but I'm pretty sure that's not a Easter egg. I'm pretty sure that's a problem with the loot table. That's I think. Well, now I they have to say. write it into the law. Yeah, now it's yeah, got to be. Very upset. Yeah, they need to double down on it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I also think it would be really cool. Uh, you know, this is the fourth week, so if we open one every week, that will leave one. The ninth hunt will be the last one, and I think it would be cool if the rest of the vaults opened either in the hunt or or in the world for like a story reason. Like if we open one at a time and there's a vault in each bunker and then for the last hunt they all open and like a new uh a new NPC character type comes out like more prowlers or something come out of them. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. I I want something. I don't know what. <laughs> but I hope they have something grand planned because Yeah. I don't know. There needs to be a great finale to all this, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this week's hunt. This is the fourth, and it starts. It takes place uh, in the slums. Um, all the characters are playable except for Watson, Octane, and Pathfinder. And Pathfinder. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did you guys think, Whitney? It was very bouncy. <laughs> yeah, it was very bouncy. Yeah, well, I had a good time. It was fun. It was fun. It's again, I just want more. Like that's what, and maybe that's like what it is. These are just all little teaser things. But I think I was mentioning to you, just like I wish it were like as long as a Destiny Strike. Like I would really enjoy that. Probably even replay it. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. All try the, to get a better uh, time, or try to do it with different character or something like that. The octane jump pads everywhere. The bouncy house effect. While it was fun, it made me worried though. Throughout the entire thing, I was anxious. I was like, Are we going to find octane? Is he going to be Watson? <laughs> right. Because last time we saw Watson's fences around. It was bad news. We know how that ended. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I was fearful for Octane, but he's still a big old question mark right now. Yeah. Um, so this is, go ahead. So this isn't really related to the quest, but um, but I just wanted to mention, too, it's already been confirmed, and this is not a leak or anything, that... um that they're revamping Octane in some way. And I saw all those jump pads and I was like, oh my gosh, are they going to make like the jump pad just refill automatic like every two seconds and you can just throw them everywhere? Oh man, that's so interesting, Whitney. Uh, We're jumping ahead a little bit to the like plot stuff, but how cool would it be if there's a cat? (laughs) How cool cool would it be if, if Octane's buff or his rework fit into the plot of what's happening. Yeah. Ooh. That would be really That'd cool. Be next level planning. <laughs> um <laughs> I'd be so impressed. So I like this week's hunt a lot. I think it's probably my favorite one. Last week I talked about how um the the revenant like the transformation was really cool but it didn't feel like it fit in the zone they put us in. Like the buildings weren't tall enough. It wasn't as tight enough to make it uh Sorry, this cat is very distracting. <laughs> <laughs> You're very into Apex, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, to make it feel like I could make the full use of those abilities to, like, climb fast and jump far. 
right? But this week, I, f- I feel like loading up the slums with all those jump pads made the perfect playground. And I found myself just trying to chain between the jump pads and jump pad onto zip lines and then back onto another jump pad. <laughs> I had a ton of fun just like running around like crazy and hitting all those jump pads. And it it inspired me. I felt like I would love some kind of limited time event where the whole map is all <laughs> dense with jump pads like that. That would be That's so fun. So true. That would be super fun. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. That Like I was – that's why I was asking about the objective while we were fighting because I was jumping through the air trying to kill as many prowlers in one arc of a jump pad. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, we're in a mission. <laughs> yeah. Because Apex movement by itself is already fun. You add in a ton of jump pads and it's it's just way too Yeah. It's a and problem how fun it is. Everybody dreams about hitting a jump pad and then hitting a, getting a headshot from midair, <laughs> you know? Like and- Kraber. <laughs> yeah, and so you get a little bit of that rush with this, even though you're just shooting prowlers, you know, you still get to hit a jump pad and take out enemies from the air. And it's like, even if you're not, we talked about this before, like, even if you're not highly skilled, you can be really successful at the hunts, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people that uh, don't win a lot of Apex matches maybe can can um, feel successful, feel like they're winning when they play these. And I think this is one of those this one in particular may, makes you feel like maybe you're good at the game, makes you feel skilled. Uh, and that's what I appreciated about it. Um, I also think that like last week with the, the Revenant mode with the running and jumping and climbing fast, that would have worked really great in slums. Mm-hmm. And I get that they saved it for the jump pads because that works too. But being able to climb buildings really fast and jump really far around in slums also, I think, would have been really fun. Maybe I just really like slums. <laughs> <laughs> it's underrated. It's always really good, late, good loot there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 If they if they like knock it off the map like Skull Town, I'm gonna be a sad boy for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they gentrify slums. <laughs> it's just like, like I know. High rises <laughs> yeah and I like know. aristocrat npcs <laughs> i know i'm going back to this but 100 if they buff octane and he can do a ton of jump pads in a really short amount of time holy cow i think that would make that character so much more playable and fun i mean there are other issues too like i don't think the jump pad is really the biggest one with that character but I still like the idea of like spamming jump pads the same way Mirage can now spam decoys <laughs> and just being able to be like, all right, now I'm going to go every any direction and my enemies that are like coming up close to me are just going to bounce very far away. Mm. Yeah, when <laughs> you throw one, it just throws out in a flower. And then whenever you yeah. use it, they all explode. That would be cool. <laughs> I want a jump pad to explode like a Gibraltar bombardment whenever you use it so you can run from someone and if they try and chase you they just like get destroyed i don't know something cool like that would be it's it seems to me that as a deployable it should be as tactical and not as all you know because caustic can throw out his gas cans i feel like octane should just throw out his jump heads and maybe he's got he can have hold two and they're on cooldown and then he mm-hmm. and then he needs a stronger all mm-hmm. and if and he can i don't think the passive necessarily needs to change um, but yeah, if the jump pads were as tactical and he had a stronger alt, I think that would be a pretty reasonable rework, at least something worth, worth trying. Not that yeah. I'm designing characters in this game, but that's what, that's how I do it. Yeah. It sounds smart. Anything <laughs> to, uh, you know, that doesn't involve completely overhauling them. 
just repurposing stuff to balance him better. I think that would be really smart. Yeah, because he's still a great character. I, you know, I don't want to lose the core of what Octane is for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's talk about the story, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts first because I'm I'm last week and then this week I'm kind of starting to sour on it, and I don't want to be negative, but I got some problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> um, but Whitney, please tell us what what you thought about. Can you can you give a quick summary of what happened? Yeah, the best that I can do is that um, Octane went through that portal, right, in the last one. We were yeah. When that happened. And, um, you know, now we're sort of on this mission to find them and just sort of explain the context of that is that he's besties or old friends is probably a better way to say it with AJ Che, who you may know as Lifeline. Um, and she sort of commands, like, Bangalore, you made him do – well – uh, that's not exactly right because at some point she turns around and she says, no, 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 I was the one who made him do it. Um, she feels like it's her fault that he decided to go through this portal zone um, and she really wants to go rescue him, but she can't do that unless she, um, well, she, she's getting, I, I know that she had to get some information from, what's her name, Yoko? But right. in order to do that, she had to introduce Yoko to Bangalore so that Bangalore could sign the autograph, which she didn't really want to do, but then she did it. Um, so now we're sort of in this portal zone to rescue Octane, who, you know, is a world-class idiot anyway, so I'm just kidding. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, and then we do the hunt and then it doesn't really tell us what happens, but we're successful. <laughs> uh, successful, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where, where it ends up is... Bangalore gets the information, finds out what Loba's trying to do, and is going to reveal it to the whole team. But just as she's about to do that, um, part of the team, and I'm not sure which members, it seemed like at least Lifeline and Gibraltar, are going to break off and go save Octane. Mm-hmm. That That's sort of where... Yeah, I forgot to add that content. Yeah, that yeah. That. yeah, that's sort of where it ended. Um, did, you, did you like it? <laughs> I mean, for me... I've never felt more like uh, neutral and complacent about it, uh, which I think is an opinion in and of itself. It's just like, uh, okay, you know, that's kind of, that's honestly kind of how I feel about this week's story. Yeah. That nothing was really surprising. Nothing really gets me excited. I like, I just feeling pretty static about it. Uh, so that was pretty much it. Cause the, with some of the other ones, I kind of clicked back and I reread some dialogue and this and that. And this one kind of left me feeling like, eh, all right, I guess, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I just, I don't, I guess I just want to see how it's going. They gave us some decent development regarding characters doing this and that, but I don't know. I'm not like emotionally invested in anything right now, uh, aside from sort of in, being interested in, in what Octane's up to. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> no, I kind of feel the same. I, I look back on those earlier uh, chapters and how intrigued I was about what direction the story was going. Um, this week, the central conflict of the story was, will Bangalore give Yoko an autograph? <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's what's happening in the story is that we're stuck on this Yoko wants an autograph. Like, 
as a plot resolution device, like, okay, Yoko has something. <laughs> Bangalore needs it. How do we get what Yoko has and get it to Bangalore? And the and the plot resolution device is she has she really wants an autograph. And that is not very good to me. <laughs> but- plot twist. That autograph ends up being a forgery for something or she's a signature that she signed off on something and then oh, okay. an accidental Bangalore ruining the entire If that actually happens, I'm gonna laugh really hard. It, if that actually her. happens, I will <laughs> I will apologize to respawn. <laughs> I will, I will, I will take back all of the judging. No, <laughs> look, we we said in the first chapter that it kind of felt like we were reading some. I don't know who said this. Maybe it was me. It's it was probably me that it kind of felt like we were reading uh, Apex fan fiction. <laughs> and then and then I got on board. And then there were developments that were really interesting. And I wanted to see where it was going. But then when we're really focused in on something like getting an autograph from one of the legends. Yeah, I thought that you know, was a one-liner. I thought it was a one-liner and that was it. I rolled my eyes when it was a one-liner. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to go kidnap her out of her apartment and bring her to Bangalore. And it's like, you give her that autograph, so she'll give you what the intel. And it's like, that's, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I don't want to be mean. I've made my point. Um, yeah. So no, it's one hundred percent going to end up being the central theme throughout the rest of it. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, yeah, every episode just like, but who Anyone has that having autograph? autographs? Yeah. So so there is that, and then there's this. For the third week in a row, the playable legends in the mission don't make any sense. <laughs> I read one of them accidentally, although, uh, but. Go through who they are, and then I'll explain why one of them in particular. Okay, so the one that doesn't make sense is Revenant. Okay, why, so that's what I know. Okay, so you it was it what was it? Was it a leak that you read? No, no, no. It was uh, it's Tom. I think Casilio is his last name, but he's one of the writers, and he okay. said that there was a couple things that were cut from the story. Um, so uh, I, I don't know if that was one of them, but I do believe that he said that within the context of the lore, like the canon or whatever, um, Revenant Arden knows what's going on now, and so he's just tagging along. Just hanging out now. Okay, so. but that didn't happen in the story. <laughs> well, it's true too. <laughs> <laughs> if it if it wasn't written and I can't read it, then it didn't happen. Like, I, re- <laughs> I respect the writer saying, like, yeah, we have these intentions, and actually it makes sense if you know. But that's not <laughs> what happened in the game. <laughs> It yeah. It's just like, yeah, cutting out like a pivotal scene. And also, lady. why do you got to cut? It's just written, right? <laughs> These aren't cutscenes. There's like, what did you have to scale back for time? Yeah, but I'm sure someone at, I'm not even going to say where, but at a certain company, it was probably like, yeah, we should do this. And you think it was oversight? Mm. <laughs> or maybe they did some demo testing and said that like, oh, people... People don't want to read for longer than five minutes. Some of them don't want to read for longer than five seconds. So, yeah, and this these be. clearly aren't for those people. Like, <laughs> the, there's a very specific audience for these for these lore tabs. You know, like it is straight up just reading. It's not. It's not even voice acted. So yeah, true. But two, I wanted more subtle stuff in the audio, like uh, the Watson, you know, uh, heart monitor thing. And that stuff was cool. Like that. Yeah, the yeah. only thing I noticed this time was whenever they got back to Mirage's bar, there was a bit more background noise. But there was some I, knocking 
knocking on the yeah, door at the beginning at the very beginning yeah i i think it would be it would go a surprisingly long way if they did a lot of that yeah we can have voice act wait but, hear me out okay they keep doing what they're doing, but they give you options in it like it is a dating simulator. <laughs> Ooh, a choose your own adventure. Yeah. We always come back to do the you, Apex dating sim. Do you do punch you. Revenant in the face or do you kiss him? <laughs> 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 and then all of a sudden we're in fan fiction again. So, you know, it's a vicious cycle. The, um, the most interesting thing to me, though, was the part that we retrieved. Oh, talk about tell it. us about it. It's an optical scanner. Something mm. to do with your, your peepers. Yeah. I wonder what that's all about. Yeah, they mentioned that in the in the story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? What's your theory? Well, this... So, the, Hammond is the one that desires this thing a lot, right? Right. So, my first thought, which to me seems a bit too easy, is it has something to do with um uploading your consciousness so uh something to do with like you know revenant bots i don't know uh and that's just part of it the optical scanner because i don't think it's just a simple oh you know scan scan the eyes and then unlock this room that doesn't make any sense right we're building it yeah on its own and plus there's all these processing units that we found before the optical part of it so it's got to be some complicated thing that involves the person operating it or I don't know. It's, I don't have any cohesive thoughts aside from it's just interesting to me. And I, I yeah, I wonder if it's going to keep playing into the whole, okay, there's an optical scanner and then there's like a fingerprint thing and then there's this and then there's that, or if that's the central element that the user interacts with it. I don't know. Yeah. So cool. I know we've gone through it. It's slightly convoluted, but, but, Loba has to retrieve this artifact and give it to Hammond so that Hammond will tell her where the, I forget what the world, where Revenant's uh, brain. Yeah. I, for, I forgot what the word is, but, but nobody, not Loba, nobody knows what the artifact is for. Right. Right. So what would Hammond want? I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but, but with this added detail of this, like, optical scanner what is there anything we could imagine that hammond wants i'm not mm. saying anything because i accidentally spoiled it for myself oh reddit. no check reddit oh but, um, well if you want to <laughs> know right now go check reddit <laughs> it was an accident though like because the apex lore tab is they're really good about marking things as spoilers so i just like went through and was reading a really fun theory and then I read a spoiler. Oh, no. <laughs> Is it a, commenters. a spoiler? There's a way to block out on Reddit what you're trying to say so nobody <laughs> sees it, so you have to click it. Like, yeah. why didn't they do that? Anyway. Ran I already over. know what they're trying to do. They're trying to gentrify slums, okay? That's, <laughs> That's what this all comes down to, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, so, wait. You read a spoiler in that you found somebody who claimed that they knew via leak or they were an insider? How do you know it's Yeah, credible? it was a data mine. Oh, a data mine. Yeah, and they've, they've teased, teased the data mines before, too. I mean, I guess, like, the reason that Forge existed, um, and for those of you who don't know, Forge was a legend that they sort of teased um, pre-Revenant 
uh, as being the new legend. And then they basically did a little animation where they introduced this character and they just killed him off right away. <laughs> and it was actually kind of an amazing plot twist uh, because basically the, the data miners had discovered some level of information and um, they wanted to sort of throw him off the track. And that was like supposedly the whole reason they introduced this, although it's canon now and in my dreams for comes back uh, somehow. You've somehow. mentioned this before. <laughs> Beforge. Beforge. I did it. All right. I'll see you guys later. Mute Andrew. <laughs> Please mute Andrew. So all that to say, you know, they've, they found voice lines in the past that haven't been used, like all kinds of stuff. So data mind is never 100% um, accurate or correct. For sure. Um, but I do try to avoid them because especially for story stuff, um, because it's just more fun to put it together, you know? For sure. So, yeah. And yeah, like it's definitely a fake if it said, oh, yeah, Hammond's just trying to plant one million trees or whatever. Like, <laughs> that's how you know it's fake. Hammond's up to no good. Don't trust him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't trust the man. Um, yeah. Well, we've got a long way to go, right? This is the fourth of nine. So we're, we're uh, just about halfway. Um, and I guess we pretty much still all have the same questions it's starting to look like the plot is just gonna sort of i i almost said meander but it's gonna um it's gonna be a lot of like interpersonal stuff like octane goes missing watson goes down stuff like that and then probably like right at the end we'll figure out what this thing is actually for but it was nice that uh as andrew mentioned that they seeded a little bit today of what this device could be used for uh i don't have any good theories about this optical scanner i really have no idea the one thing that I want to know is the why behind that. Like, that's a question that's still really open, right? Um, so, you know, certainly want to know what it is, but what's what's the motive? What's driving them? Why is this so important that they got the best thief in all of the Outlands or whatever it is? They recruited them into the games in order to, to get this thing. Right. Um, so that's a big question on my mind. Well, considering what Hammond has been responsible for in the game, we have to imagine that this is a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. That it, that that it's more, and I'm you know maybe I'm hyping myself up about it, but that it's more than just this MacGuffin to drive the story. That it's actually going to change something in the game. I think that's mm-hmm. what we're all hoping for. But I think it also narratively makes sense because. You know, Hammond has the the power to split a planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so if they really need this thing, it must be a big deal. Yeah, lo- exactly. Logically, it would be weird if it wasn't because they clearly have they're an entity with a lot of resources. A yeah, lot. Look at the planet harvester. That thing ain't cheap. You know, so if they need somebody to to do X, Y, and Z, like it must be for a big project yeah. that they themselves did not have the resources to do internally like well we know we know that wraith is the one that takes people to the other side so what they needed what they needed was wraith to get this thing and it just so happened that loba needed something too right mm-hmm. so that's why they couldn't just do it themselves i th- i think that's what i am understanding yeah that makes sense um that's pretty much all i had for this week, uh, I'm still having fun. I still like the hunts. I, I I look forward to them every week. They haven't gotten stale, and they uh, I'm glad that they are continuing to to change them up every week. I was not expecting a bouncy house this week, 
but <laughs> but I was bouncy house legends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it kind of gives me hope too that they're going to be a little bit more creative as we go forward, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I feel like maybe it was probably like just to test the waters early on, and you know, just like everything else, just gets progressively more and more like I'm trying to like do like the the, the <laughs> sign, but yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask before we wrap up what if you have any ideas for what they could what they could do to keep changing it up. Um, I had one. Oh my gosh. I have one too. All right. You tell yours and then mine is the best one I've ever. And I will sell it <laughs> okay. I don't know how this would make sense, but, uh, it would be really cool if we were in swamps and there was so many wraith portals and you have no idea where they're going to come out or go oh in. Oh my gosh. We just had the same idea. <laughs> no yeah. way. Yep. And, uh, and maybe you're like, Maybe movement is slower, so it doesn't make sense to just like run point A to point B. You have to connect through the portals, and you're just bouncing portal to portal, trying to make your way to the objective. That would be like the idea, like that one uh, level in Titanfall Two, where the world sort of changes around you. So you have to keep going to these portals, and then figure out the little puzzle on one side, and then you have to find the right portal to portal back into the other side to like sort of make it through the maze. Yeah, but that sounds crazy. So yeah, yeah, this all sounds cool and all, but imagine you're in swamps. (laughs) The high ground is a bunch of shadow Gibraltars, and they're all mortar striking you, and you're just running, running, running. You're octane. Gibraltar's the main villain. Gibraltar owns Hammond Robotics. You're running. Boom. Army of Revenants. You're surrounded. Gibraltar, Revenants. You have to jump off onto Nessie, the Leviathan. You sail away. And you then the ri- season ends. <laughs> you ride Nessie away? <laughs> you know what all this means? Oh, my God. what you said just made me think of this. Is that there is another dimension where Gibraltar is probably a bad guy. And I don't like that. Because for me, he's you like mean the, the dimension we live fellow. in? <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> he's the best, like, fun, cool, like, chill, like, I want to be best friends with him in real life kind of character. Yeah. I cannot even imagine that there might be a dimension that he's, like, the evil one. You really, really spoiled my, my Oh, wow. You movie. hurt her feelings. Yeah, yeah respawn if you need a writer, uh, that, like a villainous writer, uh, mm-hmm. my DMs are open. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, maybe we'll all get our wish, and the true villain is actually a Shadow Forge. Ooh, he's back. But did, I already, <laughs> did I already tell you about my limited time mode idea? It's all uh, Gibraltars running their Gibraltimates, and it's called Gibraltarnate Reality. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's very good. That's very good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> five more weeks. I don't know how they're going to keep mixing it up, but that's... If anything, that's probably what I'm most excited to see. That and to actually figure out what this artifact is. Boy, I hope it's actually something. I sure hope it's something. What if we hand it over and they're like, thanks, Chief. Deuces. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's like, be some, like, yeah. I mean, it it must play some kind of role. And we're, we're really interested in this place where we're in a battle royale. And there are only so many variables that we can sort of use in game. So if we like create this thing, it's either got to be something like like just a piece that is entirely separate from the game, which I don't think really makes any sense, right? Yeah. Like outside of the battle royale. Okay, cool. It's like a cool statue or something. Great. Like okay, now there's. I mean, it has to have some purpose, right? 
Uh, and the other thing is, is that we're building something that exists within the game, right? Like right. In, the, in the sort of like, like a usable, is it a new weapon or something like that? Right. So that's kind of where your mind yeah. can go. I, uh, if I'm, if I'm going to temper my expectations at the very top, it's the machine is a portal to a new map. And then the, mm -hmm. and then the next one is the machine, a new, a new legend comes out of the machine. I guess it's still a portal. I guess most of my ideas mm -hmm. are, it's a portal. <laughs> <laughs> and then like below that is like, it's some kind of significant map change. They, this turns into a big drill. And then they mess up Kings Canyon, and then I guess below that is that it's actually nothing, which seems the most <laughs> seems the most likely. <laughs> yeah, I I like your your basic idea of this will lead to us getting a new legend. I think that is the tippy top of what we could hope for. Right. But yeah, but I mean, and like they've definitely pulled surprises on us in a lot of different ways. I mean, that's I think one of the reasons why we love the nature of this game is that like. Um, you know, we didn't really know who the person at the end of the Revenant reveal trailer was. Um, like, we wouldn't have known that if we didn't know about all the leaks, right? Um, the Forge thing was totally out of left field. The map thing, I mean, I think some people knew about it, but I was completely clueless. I just, like, you know, read the patch notes one day, and it's like, holy cow, there's a new map. So yeah. I do think that the writers are talented enough that they're not trying to let us down. They're not setting us up to for it to be just some extraneous, like a cool picture on the wall. Like I think so. Related to it, right? I mean, even going back to crypto, crypto had such a great lead up with the tower falling and all the Leviathan storming the mm -hmm. map. Like that was all part of crypto's story, right? So, yeah, so awesome. this is a big story that's taking the entire season to tell. And if it all becomes an origin story for a new legend, I think that would be chef's kiss delicious i think it's worth <laughs> mentioning too <laughs> that uh i believe that both the art director and the head writer um both got promotion no, i'm sorry art director is the wrong word um animator i think he's the lead animator both got promotions so mm. something good is happening they're really excited about something their teams are probably going to get bigger so i mean we're on what season five yeah uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the next even year or so brings. Three years, like Destiny. Oh, see, I three more years. <laughs> Destiny <Three> podcast. More. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, my cool. Last, my last thought is, yeah. I want the legend that they're bringing in from this device to be immortal. For those of you who don't know who immortal is, there's your homework assignment. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very old leak legend with very cool abilities oh, yeah. regarding nanobots. You know what? I'll that's that's uh that's a really good idea, man. We should we should dig up. Remember when there was a whole list of like eight mm -hmm. or nine legends? We should go through those again. I think that'd be really interesting. My first article on the site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh really? Ah. All right. Next week we're gonna talk about the old leaks for legends. We're also gonna talk about next the new hunt where we'll open our first bunker and uh if there's any leaks and anything else is there is there uh algs coming up algs yes quick update on the uh competitive scene so the online tournament six wrapped up a while back and now um the summer circuit is beginning in a week and a half so june 20th uh saturday after this coming saturday is when the summer circuit tournament series begins keep an eye out for that because uh the action 
the competitive scene has only gotten more better. Oh, uh, it's so much fun to watch. I can't remember yeah, if I said this. I, love it. I can't remember if I said this during our uh, interview with Daz last week. By the way, if you didn't listen to last week's show, we did an interview with a pro Apex player, Daz, and it was so awesome. So check that yeah, out okay. if you missed it. Um, but I think I don't remember if I mentioned this to him, but when they recently added the map where you can see all of the players where they are on the map and as the ring closes, how people move in. I love watching pro apex right now because it's so easy to track what's going on and follow the plot, follow the narrative of each match. It's like, it's really exciting to watch apex right now. I'm really into it. Completely agreed. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's get our plugs out real quick. Whitney. Find me on Twitch. It's uh, lumbago. It's a, uh, there was no E, but I liked the idea. It was Bay before anyone else, right? So it was Lumbago, <laughs> but then I had to use a three. So Lumbago with a three, I guess. The original <laughs> Bay. <laughs> Finn TTV on Twitch. P H I N T T V. Catch me there. Yeah. And I stream on Facebook on uh, the gamer websites, uh, Facebook gaming page. So uh, thanks for tuning in. And until next week, see you then.